Today is January 25th, 2023. This is Everyone Has an Opinion. My name is Juan. This is a special edition of the podcast. This is the Pro Wrestling Edition. I've done a few of these in the past. Most recently, I did the yearly wrap-up a couple of weeks ago. And this week is one of the biggest weeks in all of wrestling. It is Royal Rumble Week. To me, the most exciting pay-per-view of the year. I know WrestleMania um, is the best of all, usually where main storylines culminate and legends are born, but Royal Rumble, the unpredictability of it, the surprises that we get, um, also storylines do culminate there, some storylines begin there, it's still a huge event historically, we've had some of the best matches of all time take place at the Royal Rumble, this Saturday should be a good one, I'm looking forward to it, the first Rumble of the Triple H era, I did a preview of the Rumble last year, you could find that in the archives. And listening back, I realized I wasn't excited about that Rumble at all. Um, I hadn't been watching the product regularly. I thought it was really stale at the time. I actually said that on audio. This week, extremely different. This week, uh, this year rather, I'm invested in the Royal Rumble. I've been paying attention. I'm all caught up on everything. I watch usually through um, DVR. I don't catch many of the shows live, but I will watch them either later that night or the next day uh, through DVR and where I can skim through things because Raw especially is a really long show. Um, They do have a lot of filler on there. It's still not a perfect show, but it is a much more improved show with Triple H as head of creative. We have over on SmackDown, a really good show. We have one of the best storylines ever, and I'm willing to say that, especially after this weekend. We have one of the best storylines ever going on right now with Roman Reigns, the bloodline, Sami Zayn's involvement, and that has really carried WWE in general over the last year. That's how strong this has been, and it seems like it's going to culminate extremely soon, probably at WrestleMania, but I think Royal Rumble will be a huge, huge part of that. We're coming off the heels of Raw 30, which was an excellent show, the best Raw I've seen in years. I know that's not saying too much, but it was a a very enjoyable show. I didn't find myself bored at all. Um, I didn't have to skim through too much besides commercials. I liked it. It was a good show. On that show, we saw an incredible segment involving the bloodline where Sami Zayn was on trial. Paul Heyman was prosecuting him, and... Jay Uso stepped up as the defendant. If you haven't watched that segment and you're watching the Rumble, go back and watch that segment. It's worth it. It was it was great from everyone involved, from Paul Heyman to Roman Reigns, even Solo Sokoa. Everyone in that ring played their part exceptionally well. But in that segment, Reigns states, you have one final test. That is at the Royal Rumble. So what is that test going to be? That's one of the main things you're going to tune in to find out. What I love about this card, which has been the case with every Triple H pay-per-view, it's short. It's not bloated. It gives each match time. It gives um, the sense that it takes a lot to make a card, make a big pay-per-view. He's not just throwing any matches on here. There's only five matches on this card. 
And that's perfect, if you ask me. You have two Rumbles, the Men's Rumble, the Women's Rumble. You have Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight. You have Reigns Owens, and you have Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. Assuming it stays this way, I'm assuming they don't add a match on Friday. This is all I need. This is perfect. This is all the big things that have been taking place on a weekly basis. We want to see these things play out. Obviously, the Rumble is part of that. You want to see who's going to WrestleMania and fighting for these titles. So let's get right into this here before I waste any more of your time. I know earlier I mentioned that I did an episode last year on the Royal Rumble preview. Go back and check that out because also on that episode, if you fast forward to about the final 20 minutes or so, you can hear my rankings of my top five Royal Rumble pay-per-view events and top five Rumble matches in general. If you're interested in that, go back in the archives, check it out, 2022's Royal Rumble preview. But as for this episode, we're going to break down right now the card for 2023. We don't know the match order, but I'm kind of going to go in the order that I think things are going to happen. So number one, I think we're going to open up with the Women's Rumble. I could see that opening up the show. Could be wrong. I think it's best to spread out the Royal Rumble matches. So let's say we open with the Women's Rumble. This is pretty unpredictable. I'm sure we're going to get a lot of legends involved. I'd love to see the likes of Lita, Trish Stratish if she's available. Uh, maybe Tori Wilson comes back. Maybe the Bella or both Bellas. We'd like to see some of those. But I don't want too many women's legends because I feel like the women have such a deep roster. Possibly deeper than men's roster. I know that sounds crazy. But that's how talented and deep the women's roster is under WWE's banner. I'm talking about NXT. I'm talking about developmental talent. I'm talking about all all across the board. They have plenty of women to fill this rumble, but I do want to see a few of the legends pop in as we do every year. Another one I'm really looking forward to. Hopefully she can be in this rumble. I believe she was in last year's or maybe it was two years ago, but Mickey James, who held the championship in TNA or Impact as they call it now, She held the Women's Championship in that company, and she was in the Rumble. That was kind of groundbreaking. WWE doesn't do too many crossover uh, promotions with other companies in this day and age. They did back in the 90s. They haven't really done it much since then. So I'd like to see if she's back in it. That would be cool. Anything that gets companies to collaborate, I'm down with it. It's, it's best for all of our fans. It's best for the wrestlers to get exposure from other companies, other countries, and stuff like that. Hopefully, we can see more of that this year, and I'd love to see it begin right as soon as we start this show in the Women's Rumble. And that's just my prediction. Again, I don't know if the Women's Rumble is going to open it. That's my prediction. So, who's going to win this Rumble? It's tough. I, I kind of want to say Rhea Ripley. I feel like she's got to be the favorite going in. She's been dominant. Even though she hasn't wrestled a whole lot, her character, her presence has been dominant, tangling up with men, um, destroying any female that comes in her way. She's been a dominant force for Judgment Day and pretty much the leader. They haven't really announced a leader. It seems like Finn Balor's kind of the leader. But Rhea Ripley, to me, should be the leader of that group. She is the most dominant presence in that group. And that says a lot when you're standing next to Finn Balor and Damian Priest. So I'm picking Rhea Ripley to win it. 
But I could see her winning it. I could see Becky winning it. Um, obviously, you can't count out Ronda Rousey and things like that. But I think, I think Rhea's got to be the favorite. Rhea is a beast, and she deserves this push. I think, I think it's time, finally, for Rhea. They kind of tried to push her a little early, a little too early. She ended up losing her NXT Championship at WrestleMania to, to Charlotte Flair. That was a little too early. I don't think she was ready for that win. Um, a lot of people were upset with it. I wasn't. I didn't think she was ready to just take over the division and be the champion. Now, I feel like she's definitely ready. Timing is everything, and I think you strike now while Rhea Ripley is hot. Second match that I can see taking place on this card is the pitch black match. Mountain Dew, pitch black, whatever the hell that means, we have no idea. I don't know if this is going to be cinematic. I don't know if this is going to be completely in the dark where anything goes. I don't know what they're going to do with this match. I'm interested. I'm interested in anything Bray Wyatt does. I know a lot of people are. It's kind of, I would say he's kind of polarizing. He, You hear the ovation. He gets an insane reaction. People love him. He sells a lot of merchandise. So he does have a huge fan base. And I'm part of that fan base. But I also feel there's a, a good portion of the audience that's kind of like done with Bray as far as these specific stipulations and his wrestling style in these cinematic type matches or whatever the case. We don't know if this is going to be cinematic, but whatever the, the stipulation is, a lot of people have been kind of sour on Bray Wyatt. I like this stuff. I like this creepy, weird element that he brings because it's different and it's interesting. He always, he, he has a way with words that make you pay attention to what he's saying. I'm interested in the character. We say we want long-term storytelling. Listen, Bray Wyatt debuted in October. I mean, he not debuted, but came back in October. This is his first match. So they have clearly tell, told a story that is taking months. That's long-term storytelling, man. You have to invest in the story if you want the best out of these characters. We say we want these storytelling, and then when a guy brings it to us, we say, oh, this is bullshit, or this is taking too long. Let it play out. I think Bray Wyatt is going to take us somewhere. I just don't know where it's going yet, and that's good. I want to tune in and find out. This match will be interesting because L.A. Knight is someone who has been on fire as well. L.A. Knight has been killing it on the microphone. He can go in the ring. He's a star. You put him in a segment with Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30. I mean, whoa, WrestleMania 30. Wow, my mind just went crazy to where uh, Undertaker lost his streak at WrestleMania 30. But Raw 30, rather. You put LA Knight in a segment with Bray Wyatt and The Undertaker at Raw 30. That shows the company believes in him. That shows they have confidence enough where he can carry the segment. He was doing all the talking in there, but guys, he carried the segment with Undertaker and Bray Wyatt. So who's going to get this victory? I'm kind of expecting LA Knight. I know it sounds crazy. Bray Wyatt's first match, uh, his rule or whatever. But Uncle Howdy clearly has an agenda with Bray Wyatt. He's attacked him already. They have kind of this conflict between them. I can see 
Uncle Howdy costing Bray Wyatt this match. I know people will be upset about it, but I just feel like that's where the story is going. Bray Wyatt doesn't need this victory. LA Knight could use this victory. It could elevate him to be at the top where a lot of people believe he's going to be. And then Bray Wyatt can tell whatever story he's trying to tell. I think both things can happen. Either way, I'm extremely interested in it. Two amazing talents going at it. It's different. Let it play out before we judge it. That's all I say. But my official pick is L.A. Knight. By hook or by crook, L.A. Knight makes everyone upset and beats Bray Wyatt in his own stipulation. Up next, I could see Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. What goes on in that match is interesting as well because Alexa Bliss kind of has that connection with Bray Wyatt. So these two matches, I think, will be close to each other. What's going to happen if Alexa Bliss turns in to this psychotic type character that we've seen her slowly transitioning back into? Is she going to win the championship? I'm really not sure. I think there's a good possibility that she does. But it's hard to go against Bianca Belair. I think Bianca Belair walks away with the championship, continues her extremely impressive run as the top female talent in professional wrestling, period. Expect a good match. Bianca Belair always delivers good matches on pay-per-view. I'm going with Bianca. Up next, we have Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. This is going to bang. This is going to be fire. This is their third time. This is rare. I don't know if this has ever happened in the history of WWE. This is the third time these two people have met in a championship, scratch that, a world championship match at the Royal Rumble. Kevin Owens was the universal champion in 2017 at the Royal Rumble when he retained against Kevin Owens in a no-disqualification match. In 2020, excuse me, 2021, when Roman Reigns regains the championship, he is defending the Universal Championship against Kevin Owens in a Falls Count Anywhere match at the Royal Rumble. The thing about that one is there was no fans in attendance, but go back and watch that. If you can if you can bear to watch a match without a crowd, these guys went nuts. Falls count anywhere. Kevin Owens was jumping off stuff, doing swanton bombs through tables. This was an extremely physical and extremely impressive match. Both of the first two matches were insane. This third one is going to live up to the hype. I can't see a match with these two guys where they don't beat the hell out of each other in a highly entertaining fashion. I can't wait for it. I think the Tribal Chief retains. He walks away with the title. But Kevin Owens is going to have a lot of false finishes in this fight, in this match. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a roller coaster ride. What's going to happen with Sami Zayn? It's his final test. We don't know. There's a lot of unanswered questions. 
Can't wait to tune in and find out. These guys are one for one in their Royal Rumble rivalry. Um, fun fact, the first time Kevin Owens uses the stunner, which is now his finishing move, was in the first match in 2017. Each match has been different. I expect this third one to be even more different than the other two. But one thing it will be, like the other two, was physical. This is going to be a physical championship match with a lot at stake. Legacy-wise, character-wise, storytelling-wise, personal-wise. Because these guys both want to put on an incredible match and continue their run. You know these guys are highly competitive. They've been feuding since uh, Survivor Series. I was there where Kevin Owens smacked Roman Reigns so hard he got upset about it backstage and threw a fit. These guys are competitive in reality and in kayfabe. Can't wait for this one. This one's going to tear the house down. Also, final match, I'm assuming he's going to close the show, the Men's Royal Rumble. This should be a good Royal Rumble because there's a lot that can happen. There's a lot of possibilities. I could see Sami Zayn somehow winning this Rumble and fighting Kevin, uh, fighting Roman Reigns at WrestleMania for the title. I can see Cody Rhodes coming back, who has already been announced for the Rumble. His main goal to come back to WWE was to win the championship his dad never won. I could see that being the storyline going in to WrestleMania. But the third and my personal pick to win this Rumble is The Rock. And I know. He said he's too busy. His schedule is filled. He's not going to make the Rumble. Supposedly, WWE has known he's not going to be able to wrestle at WrestleMania. Blah, blah, blah. These reports all just came out in the last two weeks. I'm calling BS. Maybe I'm a mark. Maybe I'm completely wrong. But listen. I don't see a way. That WWE is that stupid or, maybe they're not stupid, or that much of trolls. Because it's one or the other. It's either stupidity or being a troll. And I don't think the WWE is either one. They have trolled in the past, yes. But this, like I said earlier, is the Triple H era of running things creatively. Why are you going to put out a poster with electricity in it? For those that don't get the reference, The Rock is the most electrifying man. Okay, you put electricity in your in your poster. That could be a coincidence, right? Coincidence. That's fine. But add on top of that, you have multiple YouTube videos in the last week and a half. And I know, WWE posts a ton of, of YouTube stuff. But multiple in the past week of The Rock in the thumbnail or... The Rock making an appearance or Roman Reigns winning winning the Rumble and The Rock holding his hand that year. Another one. Okay, maybe that's a coincidence. Rumble season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want views. You want The Rock. My third and final piece of evidence here. You have new merchandise that just dropped within the last 10 days of The Rock on a sweatshirt, t-shirt, this and that, brand new apparel that you can purchase on www.shop.com for The Rock. Now, you're going to do tell me all three of these things are coincidental? 
ain't nothing coincidental or accidental, to quote a great philosopher of our time. So I think number 30 hits, if you, there's probably a delay, you hear, if you smell what The Rock is cooking, and he comes out, eliminates whoever's left in that ring, it really doesn't matter, and heads to L.A. to not only fight for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship, but to fight for the right to be the head of the table. The storyline makes too much sense for it not to be The Rock. Now, if The Rock really isn't going to make it, really told WWE, hey, I'm too busy. I can't possibly do this. I revert back to my first two options that I mentioned, Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, one of them, unless you have somebody who is just as exciting and legendary as The Rock, and there's only one person who could fit those shoes. I'll let you tell it. I'm not even going to say his name on the air. But if that person replaces The Rock, then that person will win the Rumble. But that's my prediction. I'm going with The Rock. Um, We'll see if I'm right. We'll see if I'm wrong. Tune into the Royal Rumble. It should be a fun one. There's going to be some surprises, of course, in the Rumble, as there is every year. Some guys I'm looking forward to seeing, and none of these have been confirmed. But I would love to see the Switchblade Jay White enter the Rumble. There's been rumors of his contract. I don't know exactly what his contract uh, situation is in New Japan, but I know there was talks of he might be a free agent or might be working on a handshake deal. There's a couple different uh, stories out there, but I could see Jay White, and I would love to see Jay White, the Switchblade, enter this Rumble. One of the best talents in the world. WWE could definitely utilize him, even if they don't have him full-time. Like I said earlier, if we're going to collaborate with other companies, Jay White would make perfect sense. We ju- the WWE just allowed um, Carl Anderson to defend his IWGP, what was it, the television title or the the open weight title. It was one of those titles that that Carl Anderson had, and he was allowed to defend it in Japan. When he re-signed with WWE, he was already holding the title, so they came to an agreement where he could work the show. That was awesome. So seeing WWE talent in Japan while they're currently signed to WWE was fun. Um, if the WWE would return that favor, get some New Japan guys over there, over here in the States, I should say, that would be fun. So hopefully we can get at least Jay White involved in this Rumble. Um, on Legend, I'd also like to see Rob Van Dam. I feel like it's been a while since we've seen him on WWE television. He would make an impact. He would be a good pop. Um, who else would I like to see? I would love to see Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. I would love to see Mr. Kennedy make a return to WWE. He was one of my favorite guys. I thought he was going to be the guy. Unfortunately, he got into like some... I don't know if he got into an argument or something he did that Randy Orton didn't like. Randy Orton um, pretty much talked about it backstage to whoever he needed to speak to, Vince or whoever, and Kennedy got let go shortly after. So I would love to see him get a moment, even if it's just for a quick little cameo and then get eliminated. That's three. Hmm, let me get two other guys I'd like to see in the Rumble. 
I want to see someone I haven't seen in a while. I feel like they over... I don't want to see the hurricane, I'll say that. Nothing against the hurricane, but I feel like they've done it like three or four times recently. So that's kind of outdone or overdone. Someone I'd like to see, throw X-Pac in there. He recently said he wanted to take a bump on, on Raw 30. Throw him in the Rumble. Maybe he can do something. Jerry Lawler. I would also like to see him. People say, oh, how old is he? Well, listen, this guy still has matches. He has regular, full-blown matches. So if he can have regular matches at his, his age, he can have an entrance, come out, uh, throw a couple punches in the Rumble, and then get eliminated. He can definitely do that. He's, he's capable of that much. Another guy, Booker T. Booker T, another commentator, but another guy who I haven't seen in the ring in quite some time. I love his music, love his energy. I love Booker T. I love to see him get in there, hit some high spin wheel, uh, spin a Rooney, hit a high crescent kick on somebody, do the scissor kick, do the bookend, do all the hits, and then obviously he'll get eliminated eventually. But I love to see those guys. That's RVD, Booker T, Jay White, Mr. Kennedy. And Jerry the King Lawler. If we can get one or two of those guys, I'll be extremely happy. But even if we don't, I'm sure there's going to be other surprises that I'm not even thinking of. It's the Royal Rumble. It's going to be fun. Enjoy it. I'm sure it's going to be much better than last year's event. Last year's event was kind of a one-match show, looking back at it. Rollins and Reigns put on an incredible match. Uh, Brock and Lashley was was really underwhelming because we didn't get really a clean finish. It was a physical match. It was as hard-hitting as I expected, but the finish was a little, eh, left me wanting more. The Rumble match itself, that's the one that was famously booked by Shane McMahon, or not booked, but put together by Shane McMahon, produced by Shane McMahon, wasn't a good Rumble. You had Shane McMahon himself eliminating like Kevin Owens and other top-type talent. It was a mess. The Rumble sucked. Brock Lesnar ended up coming in out of nowhere and winning at the end. Wasn't a fan of that Rumble. This year, has the ingredients for a much better show from top to bottom based on the storylines we have going in. Every match has kind of been building for a while. It's going to be a fun one. Tune in that Saturday on Peacock, 8 p.m. Eastern. I believe the pre-show is at 7 also on Peacock. I think Jerry Lawler and a few other special guests will be a part of the pre-show. But the main card does begin at 8. Hope you guys enjoy the show. And as far as this podcast goes, tune in as I will continue to cover boxing as well. Should have an episode coming out soon with Better Biev and Anthony Yard, who are also fighting this Saturday. Uh, as far as wrestling goes, I'm going to continue to do these periodically until Kevin and I launch the wrestling podcast that will be named later. I don't have a name for you yet, but that will be coming soon. will be coming this year, so keep an eye out for that. You can follow me on Twitter at someone else. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Give me the five-star review on Apple or Spotify. This is no longer a Spotify exclusive, folks. This is available on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Let them know your boy is breaking down the best fights in the sport of boxing and the biggest events in professional wrestling. That's all I got for you guys this week. I'm out. <laughs>